2: Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Well, Sam Ackerman is uh, with us this morning and uh, Courtney Tyree is with us this morning as we look forward to a weekend of sport and discuss a few issues that uh, are particularly current. Uh, Courtney, first of all, uh, we've got to the stage of the NRL NRL season that uh, we all are very keen about, the playoffs, and uh, tomorrow uh, it's Manly against the Roosters. Uh, First of all, who's your team? Who is your team?
0: Um, well, apart from the Warriors, my team is yes. the Panthers because I grew up out in Western Sydney, so they're my other team. But, uh, yeah, I wasn't too happy with them last week, I can tell you that much.
2: OK, let's look at those two games, including the Panthers and the Eels. Uh, uh, Manly against Roosters tomorrow night. How do you see them going?
0: Yeah, look, I think both are the best games last weekend and... Sea Seagulls, I mean, they didn't have a lot of um, possession against um, the Storm. So I think they'll be quite disappointed and they'll bounce back. The Roosters, they did not look that strong against the Titans. I mean, they just scraped through. Uh, so for me, I think that the Eagles will be way too strong, especially when you look at the lineups of both teams. And then if you look at Panthers versus the, the Eels, I mean, it's a battle of the West that, I mean, you just froth over as an NRL fan. Um, the Panthers, oh, are they the chokers? I'm not sure. I think their lineup uh, is good. And I hopefully they've learned from last week and also the grand final last year. But when you look at Parramatta, I mean, they do have uh, the experience on their side. But the forward pack, I think the Panthers forward pack will be way too strong for Parramatta Eels.
2: Sam, has the engraver already put Melbourne's name on the trophy?
1: Yeah, well, I'm sure they've got a spare panel hidden somewhere they can just bust out with uh, great ease, uh, Smithy, because th- they were they uh, class above of everybody. I was impressed with South, but no- nothing came close to what you saw from Melbourne, and it's what you expect from Melbourne. I, I still can't believe that Melbourne are a better team without Cameron Smith. It blows my mind that they- they've, they've shed these once-in-a-generation players. Uh, over the past two or three seasons and they are now a better team in my opinion a more complete overall team where you're just watching threats right across the park right throughout the bench uh, rather than just watching these these masters of their trade in uh, four key positions do their thing so uh, they were amazing uh, and I'm, I don't think Courtney needs to worry about uh, the, the Panthers I think that they'll be fine if you watch the Parramatta game they didn't look exactly like they were setting the world on fire um, so I, they've got some great skills and some great abilities and uh, Mitch Moses had a, his first big playoff game in a long time, but the Panthers are too good a side to go out in straight sets. If they do go out in straight sets, there is a lot to mull over uh, in in Panther Town. I can tell you because they are far too good a side to bail out. The main thing I'm just ticked off they've the robbed us of a grand final rematch in the decider. In I'm, I'm, I'm I was really upset. Thinking. I I just I desperately wanted to see those guys back in that uh, in that arena again because they have been far and away the best two teams of the year and I, I suspect we see that in a, in a week's time with the Panthers taking care uh, of the Eels uh, and as far as Manly goes they played the Storm every team that played in the finals this week uh, sorry previous week would have lost to the Storm in that game so losing to the Storm shouldn't be seen uh, as too big a setback they still need to win three games to win the, uh, the final and if you're the, if you're the Seagulls you're going to beat the, the Storm play them twice in a, uh, in, a, in a campaign you'd rather beat them the second time than the first time I think so um, uh, I, I they, they weren't uh, ducking, they weren't playing rope-a-dope with them, but uh, they'll learn plenty from it if they get a chance to advance. I, I feel like the Roosters are running out of steam a little bit with the uh, with the injuries that they've suffered throughout the year. Uh, a very good side that's now relying on a couple of players to drag them through, and I just don't think they'll have that energy against a uh, a Seagulls team that were, by their standards and by their own words, uh, pretty embarrassed afterwards to pull uh, themselves together. So I, I predict we see the top four being the last four standing.
2: We have to see a little bit more from uh, the genius at the back, don't we? Truwervich for Manly.
1: Absolutely. What an incredibly effective way to, uh, to shut them down. And it's, uh, it's a smart play from the Storm. From the, They are the smartest team uh, in rugby league. They have been ahead of the curve for uh, so often. When you take players like that out of the game, you make sure that they don't get open space, you make sure that they're well-marked, and you make sure that they're, uh, they're the people who provide them uh, the ball in good position are under pressure, then uh, you can strangle the life out of a team. And you could t- see he was frustrated. And that meant when uh, Travojevic was touch- actually getting hands on the ball, he was overplaying his hand. When a fullback uh, of his skill gets on a run uh, in, in a season, he can carry a team all the way to the grand final. There's no team uh, outside of the Storm right now that are going to fall back that are dragging them that way. So that's why they are uh, top of the food chain. Uh, and Trubojevic will, uh, will be easier t- uh, to get involved because, uh, quite frankly, the Roosters in their current form are not the Storm.
2: OK, Sam, please stay with us. Uh, and Courtney as well. Uh, Courtney, I'm going to come to you. Uh, very shortly, about uh, netball, the the excitement of of international netball on our doorstep. Uh, but the Silver Ferns, uh, how do they get their players down there? Uh, that's a, a real issue. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Talk, talk, talk me, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the panel continues. Sam Ackerman with us this morning and uh, Courtney Tyre. Uh, and now, Courtney, uh, to you, please, with the netball. The, this is exciting. Uh, the Silver Ferns against... Uh, the English Roses. Uh, this is, uh, I think, are going to be an interesting match-up in itself. But the Sylvains have a problem here. Uh, they're at home, but they can't get the Auckland players down there. How do you see this unfolding?
0: Yeah, this is a tough one. I spoke to the uh, newly appointed Captain Gina Cremden. She said they're literally waiting by their phones to see if they can get out of Auckland. Uh, so it's her and Vice-Captain Sulu Fitzpatrick. So even if they both don't make it down, that's a huge blow Uh, to the team and to their leadership. So there's four of them that are just waiting to find out and also the team manager as well. So there's also staff in Auckland that can't get down. So they're literally just waiting. In the meantime, the Ferns have called in three young players, but they do have quite a young and they've lost experience. Amelia and Echinaceo, the original captain, having a baby. Jane Watson is out with uh, ankle surgery. So they've lost experience already. And if these players don't make it down, it's going to make it more difficult. The rest of the ferns, they get to Christchurch today. So they only have a three-day camp and lead into the series starting on Monday against England, whereas England have got out of MIQ and they've had about a week together so far. But it is a real problem if they don't get down... And I think they would look probably at Shannon Saunders and Sammy Winders, who have been in the firms for a few years now, to probably, I guess, take on those leadership roles. Uh, But, yeah, it's it's a waiting game at the moment. We're all waiting. We're getting updates regularly. But at the moment, we're just not too sure.
2: Yeah, I suppose, too, with uh, the idiots that are breaking out of Auckland and becoming very high-profile idiots because of it, uh, don't make the situation any easier if you're, if you're looking to get people out for genuine purposes. So uh, that is the thing. So we spoke to Jade Clark this morning. Courtney, of course, uh, vastly experienced uh, English netball player. Uh, she was cool, uh, really good to talk to. But uh, she was pretty happy with their build up and the side that they've got. And in effect, uh, they've got a day off today, but they play the tactics tomorrow. So they're probably looking like they're going to be in better shape.
0: Yeah, they are. And Jade, she's a great player. She's been part of the Roses for years now, over 100 caps. And that's exactly what England have done. They've got these experienced players. They've brought Jeeva Mentor over from Australia. They've got Serena Guthrie. So when you look at it experience-wise, the English Roses, and especially heading into next year, Commonwealth Games, have got pinnacle years coming up for netball. I think the squad of the English Roses is really strong. They've kept I guess their uh, senior players and their experienced players and are starting to breed the younger ones through. And as you said, they have actually have had a good build-up. I spoke to Serena, and they're all very happy. They're obviously happy to be in New Zealand, playing the game that they love. They have got their build-up game against the tactics. So they will have a much better lead-in uh, than the Silver Ferns. And then also, I think, honestly, if our girls from Auckland can't get down there, uh, England will be very, very strong for these
2: three uh, test matches. Sam, if I can just come to you with a, an, another uh, issue that we're exploring here on the station at the moment, and that is uh, the issue of our traditional sports. I'm not quite sure about netball. Uh, I think it's pretty strong across the board from what I hear, but uh, some of the traditional sports are starting to lose uh, their numbers. We've spoken to rugby. We've we've spoken uh, to tennis. Uh, we've spoken to cricket. Uh, across the board... Our youth, uh, around about the end of secondary school time, are drifting away. Uh, what is what is the issue there? Is there a fix for it? A- a- and what are they up against?
1: They're up against the the huge spread of um, of. Uh, recreation and uh, and other pathways that um that talented people in New Zealand have now it used to be uh, not that long ago at least it doesn 't feel that long uh, to old funny days like me anyway uh, and that the, that's, there was the the meat and veg of the sports and everything else this is the weird stuff that a few people played now there 's so many different sport and options uh, to take with it there 's so many different ways to uh, get through to where you um, you want to achieve something in a uh, in your youth and be good at something, there's uh, so many other things that are admired and respected and pathways created now than there used to be. So there's that to start with. I can also tell you the drop-offs happening uh, earlier than that. I've got um, children in the uh, playing, you know, sport at a, a younger age in the primary school uh, age and just and just lower. And there's a drop-off been going on in the past year uh, down here in Tathong with that. I, I can tell you that a few uh, people showed up um, for football. Uh, this year than they did last year, and I put things like COVID um, down to that. Where people were like, "Well, we've kind of broken away from the model of what that is, and now we want to choose. We choose family time, or kids get out of the habit, or we don't want to put our kids in a situation 've disrupted seasons. It's a nightmare. There's a lot of factors that play into it, but there's always there's always going to be a drop off um, through that high school because you just you have so many other things that come into your into your sphere, uh, and not the least. But people like me who tried every sport under the sun, unlike you uh, freaks of nature that were particularly good and represented your country uh, at a, at a higher level, uh, those of us who weren't any good and tried every sport under the sun to try to find one we're good at, spoiler alert, I didn't find any. So uh, I, I dropped off because I was getting my backside handed to me on a regular basis. So it's <laughs> keeping the top athletes is what we're really talking about, not, not the Sam Ackmans of this world.
2: I've, I've very seldom been referred to as a freak of nature, Courtney, but I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 and, and so I think should you. Uh, do, you yes, in, in, um, <laughs> do you see this in young, uh, in young girls' sport? Do you, you see um, a, a drift away? Or, or Because I look at women's sport, and I think it's going through a golden patch. If you look at the, our women's sporting people in particular, uh, they seem to be excelling in numbers.
0: Yeah, we are. And uh, netball has still been quite strong. I think it is across the board, you're right, Smithy, with women's sport, because there's more opportunity uh, for younger females these days. And they do have the luxury of, you know, it just used to really be kind of, I guess, netball and hockey, but also you've got rugby sevens now, you've got league that they can go to. But uh, one thing that I've noticed is, I guess, the schooling ages is uh, affordability for families. These, days. it's something that they really have to think about. And, um, one of my friend's son, he's got selected for mags who unfortunately got cancelled to go down to Christchurch. But it was a couple of thousand dollars for them to mm. be able to send their son down to play at these levels. And so as a parent, you have to look at it like, how do we come up with this money without, you know, I guess stopping our son from progressing through these representative levels? And their son, he's only 15 years old. You don't want to take that away. But it's also an affordability for families. Can we afford for our, you know, for our kids to play or to sign them up uh, each season for netball, whatever it may be. So I think a big thing with netball is they are trying to find ways to make it more accessible to families uh, so that they can afford. I think uh, one of the points of their soccer club, like parents there will pay an extra uh, registration fee if they can afford it. So that. Are the kids mm. who families can't afford it that they all pay for that registration? So it's just things like that. I think that um, I guess sporting clubs need to start thinking about.
2: Uh, yeah, we asked a couple of
1: panelists.
2: Yeah, good on you, Sam. We um, we and well, I, I, I completely endorse those thoughts as well. Just by the way, we asked a couple of panelists yesterday. Your breakout meal, your breakout of level four meal in terms of takeaways, we got fresh fish yesterday and we got Thai food. So. So uh, Sam you're already in level 2 so uh, you're uh, a lucky man what when you're in level 4 did you miss most what did you attack
1: first I'll tell you what, and I drive past, I drive past it uh, all the time, and it doesn't register interest, but the Turkish place just down the road does a mean kebab, and I found myself at Level 4 just going for our walks and looking at it longfully like it was uh, you know, a, an old lover walking back into my life, and it was just, it went, when Level 4 came underway, I was, uh, I, was, I was there, mask on, standing right at the front saying, it's good to be back.
2: <laughs> You're in love with a kebab Okay, Courtney Courtney, <laughs> Courtney uh, Please, what are you looking forward to the most? Come on
0: I'm looking for like a big juicy burger And once the takeaway is open like, I'm not, I don't want to go to McDonald's I want like a good authentic Big juicy burger Somewhere up here in Auckland Probably Barth left You know, with the truffle fries But give me that burger Because I've tried to replicate it here in lockdown But it's just its not the same
2: Ah, well, I wish you all the best with that. Hey, look, I also wish you all the best getting down to Christchurch so you can talk about some some netball for us. Uh, Sam, look forward to the league over the weekend. Thanks very much uh, for your company, both of you this morning, Courtney Tyree and Sam Ackerman. Absolutely outstanding.